0: Well, hello and God bless you. Welcome to blencouragesyou.com, where we are here with the word of the Lord to help keep you encouraged to stay on the wall for the Lord. My name is Blend, and as per usual, I count it an honor and a blessing from the Lord to be here with all of you on this episode number 156 of our podcast. Well, we still have our chalkboard out and it is directed toward the singles and anyone that's not single that wants to listen in. So please take this time to go ahead and get your Bibles, your notebooks, something to write with, a snack, and settle on in. Blend Courages You is coming back to you with Silly Women Part 3. That's what's coming up next all right bcu family we are going to get into our podcast content momentarily right now i would like to establish protocol so if you are a long-time listener thank you so very much for being here we certainly do appreciate you and if you happen to be a first-time listener you know what Thank you so much. We certainly appreciate you being here as well. And I'm going to ask you to consider right now making our relationship permanent. So wherever you are listening from, if you're on the BlendCouragesYou.com site, if you're on Stitcher Radio, Google Play, on iTunes or now known as Apple Podcasts or on SoundCloud, wherever you are listening from, do me a favor and go ahead and hit the subscribe button. That's all you have to do and that gets you in as an official part of the BCU family. Welcome. All right, BCU family. So welcome or welcome back to our Silly Women series. Uh, We have already taken care of parts one and two. This is now part number three. And if you missed the first two parts, I would admonish you, if you can, to please go back and listen to them in sequence so you can get the full context of what was being talked about. So of course, if you're on blendcouragesyou.com, those episodes should be right there and listed for you. You can also, at your convenience, listen to those on Stitcher Radio, SoundCloud, and Apple Podcasts, formerly known as iTunes. So please check that out and then circle back to our third part. So just as a quick synopsis, this is what we've covered so far. It seems like I, I can only get through like one verse per podcast, but that's okay. Uh, we would really we really want to get down to these definitions and have a full understanding of what these characteristics are, what they mean, how to avoid them, and also to make sure that we're not the these characteristics at all, that we don't embody them. So 2 Timothy chapter 3 says that in the last days, dangerous or perilous times shall come. And we are definitely in the last days, BCU family. Uh, Paul goes on to say that men shall be, and I'm going to get into those characteristics shortly. I want to stop here because in the Bible, when we see men, it typically means mankind. And I want to say to you that the characteristics that I'm about to read off and get more into can apply to both men and women so there's no doubt about that we want to stay in context with the scriptures because as we go down further uh, verse number six it talks about silly women so we just can't go to verse number six we've got to read these verses ahead and know that in this case uh, we're talking about men to women but again these characteristics can apply to anyone but we're talking about the men right this minute all right, so men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful and unholy, without natural affection, truth breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, and despisers of those that are good. Now, BCU family, if that is not enough, there is more. And that brings us to verse number four, again, of 2 Timothy chapter three. So the first characteristic of what men do or some men do, and I know this doesn't apply to everybody. We're just talking about some men and we want to be aware of this so that we're not silly women. Uh, What we see here in verse number four are traitors. Now, traitors has a couple of different definitions. Betrayal comes up. Treacherous comes up when I look this up. And also, this is someone who will give another person over to an enemy. Mm. So when we think about betrayal and traitors our minds will probably biblically go to Judas. Now, of course, Jesus Christ, knowing all things, knew that Judas was going to betray him. And of course, there was a purpose and a plan and all of that. And Jesus knew what the scriptures are trying to get across to us is, is that we've got to be mindful of the people that are in our lives. And are they there to betray us? Now, I've had some experience with being betrayed Um, And I'll share a bit of a story with you. And this happened uh, many years ago. Uh, And before I get into the story, let me just let you know that when someone is a traitor, what they'll do is they will get close to you. They will build a bond of trust with you. And for many women, not all, we are emotional creatures. And depending on where we are and what's going on in our lives, we will trust people with some of our most intimate situations and things that we don't necessarily share, our fears, our concerns, things along those lines. We will share that. And a lot of times we will share that with a male. Now, if that's what the Lord has called you to, meaning if the Lord has let you know that this man should be a part of your life, then Absolutely. You want to share all of those intimate details as the Lord gives you the proper timing. What can happen is, is that we can be lulled into a false sense of security and trust. And we may share some things that will backfire where the person is going to deliver us up to the enemy. So let me tell you my story. And again, this was a, a number of years ago. So um, there was a situation that occurred where uh, myself and an individual was uh, part of it, if you will. Uh, they were part of it. And when I say part of it, the incident happened between myself and one other person and the traitor was there to witness what happened, uh, what it was. It was very upsetting and and just an emotional scene and The Trader, and I didn't know that at the time, was absolutely wonderful. Trader uh, dried up my tears and pep-talked me and encouraged me and all of those kinds of things and just made things wonderful where I was able to get past the crisis. About, I don't know, BCU family, maybe an hour or two later, I get a phone call. And the phone call was all around the crisis and what happened. And the person that called me was just calling to give their condolences. And is there anything we can do? And, you know, all of that sort of thing. And I'm saying to myself, well, how would you even know what happened? You all already guessed it. Yeah, absolutely. The person that was assisting me traded If you will, (laughs) they were a traitor. They betrayed my trust and gave information to quote unquote an enemy. Now, of course, I confronted the individual and, you know, there were apologies made and things like that. And the bond of trust was just, it was broken. It was broken. And it took a long time to repair that breach. So I say this to you, BCU family, not for you to walk around in fear or paranoia But just to consult God on what it is that you are sharing with people in your lives, because in the last days, traitors will be around. So we want to be very careful with that. So, again, don't walk around in fear. Walk around in faith, knowing that God will let you know who you can confide in and who you need to keep things away from. Amen. All right, so let's go to the second characteristic in verse number four, 2 Timothy chapter three, and that is heady. Now, this was pretty interesting, BCU family. And again, something that I have seen and heady by definition means that you are headstrong in your words or thoughts or actions that you are hurried on by will or passion. The heady person is full of what they want to do, and they are reckless and impulsive, and they want you to be that same way. Now, I'm reminded of a situation that happened uh, quite some time back where uh, this individual sounded like (laughs) an infomercial. And you all have been up probably late nights or on early Saturday mornings where. You've got someone on your television screen that's trying to convince you to purchase something. They keep going on and on and on about the merits of whatever this item is and uh, how you've got a limited amount of time and, and all that kind of thing. And this is what this individual was trying to do. Of course, they were trying to sell themselves. And they were so full of their words and thoughts. And they were hurried on, if you will, by by passion and i don't mean an an intimate passion but the passion of you need to make a decision right now and if you don't decide this if you don't go in the direction that i want you to go in if you don't take this deal if you don't head over here with me right now you're going to be sorry you're going to regret it the window of opportunity is only open for a certain amount of time. And after that, it's going to close. And if we compare notes five years down the road, you're going to say, gee, I should have done this rather than that. And this individual wanted me to make a life-changing decision in a matter of moments based on what they were full of in their heads, their recklessness and their impulsiveness. So we want to be careful, BCU family, not to be talked into anything where we have to make rash decisions. Now, there will be times where we have to decide things quickly when it comes to big ticket items and even some smaller ticket items. There is always time for prayer. There is always time for prayer and consulting with the Lord to make sure that this is absolutely the right decision to make Um, we don't have a God that pressures us into making decisions based on a loss of opportunity be mindful of the heady person all right let's move on to another characteristic in verse number four high-minded so when you think of a high-minded person and this one's pretty scary BCU family this is someone who is uplifted with a sense of pride and arrogance. They have a self-exalted outlook, which is systemic. And that simply means that it comes from the inside out. So pride is in their heart. It's infiltrated and, and, and they're steeped in this characteristic and it, they reek of pride unwarranted, a false sense of superiority, a self-inflated ego, and they view themselves very highly. Now, with the high-minded individual, they typically will prey on those of low self-esteem. And the high-minded person will make it look and sound like, in a lot of cases, that their quote-unquote doing you a favor by being with you. And they won't quite say it that way, but that's the way that someone that's got low esteem will take a look at it. That's the the angle they'll look at. Well, uh, this handsome, intelligent person is taking a look at me. I was never the popular one or the beauty queen or whatever it is. And what happens is, is that because this person has a high self-exalted outlook, you feel honored that they are even speaking and dealing with you. And with that quote-unquote honor comes manipulation because there have been many cases, BCU family, where again, it's if it's esteem or loneliness or whatever it is, and you've got a high-minded person that's paying you some attention, they will manipulate you out of your paycheck, out of your life savings. They will have you to get them into your home. Uh, You will let them uh, run your vehicle down into the ground because it's all about them and they're doing you the favor of being with them. They treat people according to what they can do for them. There's this this status or this system in their heads, if you will, a, a caste system that if I'll deal with you if you do this. So you can be on my level if you empty out your pocketbook and give all your money to me. Otherwise, you're beneath me. So we certainly want to be watchful and prayerful, BCU family, of someone who is uplifted in pride. And this characteristic reminds me straight <laughs> of the enemy. When I think about this, I'm um, in First John chapter 2, right around verse 16 says that all that's in this world is the lust of the eye, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. And those things don't come from the Father. So if they're not coming from God, they can only come from one other place. And when someone is that self-important, has made themselves that self-important or that high-minded, this is not someone that we want to get involved with. All right. Let's take a look at the final characteristic in verse number 4, 2 Timothy chapter 3, and that is lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God. So there's a couple of different things that come to mind when I think about uh, lovers of pleasures. Let's go to the definition first. So, hēdone is the Greek word for pleasures. And some of you may recognize the English term hedonism or hedonistic. And what that means is pleasurable to the senses. In many cases, it's more sensual pleasure. There's lust and strong desire involved. uh, Where you want to satiate bodily desires at the expense of other things. So yes, it can be sexual, And it can also just be what you want to do without any regard to anything or anybody else. So my experience with someone who wanted to satisfy their own pleasures versus uh, loving God was this. So many years ago, uh, this individual had asked me to go someplace with them. I don't remember what the place was. I remember that the day that they wanted to go was on a Sunday. Now for me, BCU family, Sunday is the day for me to corporately come together and worship with my brothers and sisters in Christ. Hebrews 10, 25 is very specific and reminds us that we are not to forsake the assembling of ourselves together as some already do, but we're supposed to exhort or encourage one another so much more because we see the last days or the day approaching that Christ is coming. So, I, I typically just do not miss a service just to go and do something else because I love God more than the pleasure, and I praise God for that, He gets the glory. So I explained that to the individual, and probably not as as deeply as I explained it to you all, but nonetheless, the response was, well, okay, I'll tell you what, why don't you come to church with me? We have an early morning service. We can do that. And in so many words, the person said, and get church out of the way, and then we can go on to our outing. I'm pausing on purpose, BCU family, (laughs) because that's pretty much how the person said it. Someone else said to me one time after they had uh, attended uh, a service, they said, well, you know what? We gave God his just due. Obviously they had something that they wanted to do uh, after church or whatever. And they felt by going to the service and checking off the box, that they had satisfied a requirement from God. Now, let me just say, BCU family, really quickly, there is nothing wrong with enjoying the things that God has for us in this life. So our families, our friends, our children going out to dinner, going to the park, going wherever, there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. God gives us all things richly to enjoy. What the problem is, is are we making serving God an obligation over loving Him and letting our service come from the heart? Are we looking at the clock and counting down when service is going to be over? Are we shifting in our seats? And not just a church service, a prayer service, Bible study, you know, any of those kinds of things where God is being in praised and glorified and honored and the word of God is being preached or taught. Doesn't matter what it is. And even if you're serving someone, so, because lovers of God means that we will sacrifice our free time as needed in order to make sure that someone else is taken care of. So maybe you have to take care of an elderly neighbor or a, a family member because we're serving people. So are we? have we become a group of people that's all about the pleasures of things versus loving God that's what the issue is because anything that we put above God is an idol BCU family and God is not going to have any other gods before him so with a person that loves pleasure more, that loves to do things that satisfies their lust, that satisf- satisfies their physical appetite, that satisfies their sensuality more than listening to what God says and doing things God's way, is someone that we definitely want to avoid and we don't want to become that person. Amen. Amen. So listen, BCU family, I have got to wrap it up. I know, I know. We're going to wrap up this uh, podcast and come back next time and hopefully uh, conclude our series. We'll see what God does. So once again, this is Blend from blendcouragesyou.com. Thank you so much for listening. And Lord will, until the next time that we are together, may our awesome God bless you, keep you, make his face to shine upon you, and give you peace as you Stay on the wall.